You like fireworks? Yeah, me neither. You want some sexy? You want to laugh? License to talk. License to talk is brought to you by Charlie's Boatyard, 1111 Berman Boulevard. First in Buffalo, get your custom gear at First in Buffalo, 389 Abbott Road. Dog Ears Bookstore and Cafe. Purchases made at the bookstore help support youth programs. That's why we say, don't get your coffee from Timmy when you can get it from Tommy. All right, Marky, here we go. Episode 83 with our old friend John Worrell from the Associated Press. Johnny, how you been? Emphasis on old. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be 60. Well, happy birthday. Milestone. We got a lot to talk about. We got bills. We got Sabres. We got a new stadium. We And we got a couple other things in music we want to talk about. First of all, John, how is the mood? Moods? I, I'm actually, I'm actually, and, and I, I know Bills fans don't want to hear about this. I'm actually happy that we're finally at the end because this was a grueling season. And I know that we're, we're going to be, be talking about this, but as I've said to uh, people, as I said to Sean McDermott, I cannot believe, you know, if... I've been exhausted after dealing with the ins and outs of this season with going, I mean, I didn't have to travel to Detroit. I didn't have to like deal with that stuff, but with these snowstorms, with just the emotional issues that they've dealt with, with Hamlin, you know, collapsing on the field, I'm exhausted. And I said to McDermott and I've said to people, if I'm the one who's exhausted, who is covering you guys, I can't imagine what it's like to have been part of it and having to play and prepare for these games because I don't know how you did it and I think that's and and I really think that's where it came to an end. Towards the end of the year did you start seeing that that yep. that may happen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you you wondered how well you just saw the reaction. Um the fact that they did not make themselves available for the Wednesday or practice on that Wednesday before the Patriots game. The fact that they were still emotionally drained on Thursday when they spoke to the media, where you've got McDermott and Josh Allen tearing up at the podium, when you get the, you get the euphoric boost of seeing Demar Hamlin show up on your video screen in the meeting room and him saying "Love you, boys," but that still doesn't take away from the the, the sleep that you've lost, the emotions of watching. I've never seen CPR. Con, you know, conducted on anybody. Right. These people saw this up close and were wondering and actually knew that he was dead at one point. Mm-hmm. And to have that person resuscitated in front of you, and I don't know how I would react to that, but yes, there there is mental health that had to be dealt with, and I think it's going to take weeks, if not months, for them to get over some of the stuff because they were in the moment, and it takes a while to gather your perspective or to tr- your brain to get around it. And I think that is what, en- what eventually got them, that and Von Miller being hurt. Yeah. But I do think that they were emotionally spent. They were gassed. Um, yeah, like when do you just expect them to be a football team? That's th- right. And 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 I agree, you know, right. Yeah. And and you can't. I mean, at, at this point, that season ended that that day. I wonder if they would have gotten the bye week, if the NFL gave them the bye week, whether they would have had time to recoup. I think they would have been better prepared, better mentally prepared, better physically prepared. But you saw it. You saw hints of it in retrospect in the New England game 
where they needed Naheem Hines to not return one, yeah, but two kickoffs to seal that game, and how they struggled to beat that Miami team where they should have won. You saw the Bengals game coming, and all this negative stuff about this team won 13 games. This team endured so much. I don't know how you crucify this team and start calling for they, – for, they didn't even – they lost by eight points. Yes. It, it total. Right. Throughout they the whole beat, rest of the season. Yeah. They beat Kansas City. They, they, but they never did – they never peaked as Cincinnati did. And yeah. they, they were well, never we – We were raising people up. Like, yes. It seemed like we were the, praising on-field doctors, praising these people, praising God. They never got a chance to, get, to catch their breath, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, when they needed to. And they needed to down the stretch, and that's when you want to be peaking, and that's when they were giving it all. Not Because people forget, they had to give it all to win the division. Remember, they, had to, they, they weren't a lot to win the division yeah. because, you know, they had to beat the Jets. They had to beat Miami twice, and they had to beat New England, you know, to get that shot, and I mean, they had to beat New England to have a shot at, at, at the top seed and whatever. But that was a tough stretch in December, and then to have, as they get through that, to have Hamlin collapse like that, like, you know, what, well, yeah. and you, you, you I, it starts with me with the brain fart with Minnesota too. There was that, yes. And so now you're you're dealing with football stuff, and then you're dealing with life stuff. Then you've the fucking snow's coming. I mean, I was ready for lava to start falling from the sky. <laughs> right. Well, all we missed, yeah, all, all we were missing was, what is it, like frogs and... Um, <laughs> Cats uh, and dogs living together. Locusts. We were missing locusts. Uh, that's, that's really yeah. all... Yeah. And, and they were they were done. How, how were they down the, down the stretch? Like, when they when, when you left their, their closing press conference, were they like, was it like a take care more than a business almost. it was more like it was more take care and i i i know i was trying to remember well actually i wasn't here last year because i was going to beijing so i missed this, the the, yeah. the locker room um clean out last year after 13 seconds so i missed that um and so i'm trying to remember what josh was like but i really saw him just drained of emotion he was except you know he was you know he he said all the right things you know i'm sick to my stomach we need to find ways to get over this hump and now it might be humps as i wrote yeah. because you've got the bengals but uh, and now but to finish that point i think you you just saw the energy lifted, just just sucked out of them all at that point. They were stunned. They were numb. They said all the right things, but I think they were more numb. Just They needed a break. The, they needed to go to Cancun. <laughs> on three. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pardon me, Eli. But, um, yeah, but um, what I don't get is now it's like we've got the quick knee-jerk reactions, the hot takes – of they won 13 games as the second best offense. What were they defensively? Uh, six. Six. I yeah. Okay. I want to bet six. They finished in the top eight. Yeah. But but now we got the is the window closing? All of a sudden Not the window's a closed. Chance. One one part of the one one a couple of people in the media are dismissing the whole emotional thing. Uh, yeah, and so, I, don't, I, I don't understand that. It's like they're not listening to some of the answers that were given two weeks ago. And some of the people are already saying the window's closing on the bills. Because why? I, yeah, I get the salary cap. I get there's going to be some changeover. And I know people are hung up on McDermott not, and Fraser not being able to win, win that last game. But 
I think you put it all in perspective, and when you have Josh Allen as a quarterback, the window remains open as long as you have Josh Allen as a yeah. quarterback. Generational Absolutely. talent. That's mm-hmm. that's it. You got to yeah. t- okay, even if you want to say he's the third best quarterback. Hey, I'll take in, it. He's yeah. top five, and yeah. it's no, it's it's no different than when you have Brady as a quarterback. You always have a chance to win. Sure, yeah. and everybody plays their best game against us because they want they want to beat the 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 Bills. Yeah. We're, we're the puppy dogs. We've been for a long time. It's not like we're a juggernaut team. And, and speaking of that, do you think that the league? And I've heard this. I don't know how much of it is true. Were, were the other teams in the league getting sick of the Buffalo Bills? Some you be- know what I mean by I know, that? No, I know. I, yeah, but but it wasn't the Bills' fault. No, it, it really wasn't. You know, Mother Nature, you know, they didn't <laughs> dial up Mother Nature Isn't and that say, such a hey, Buffalo thing? Too? I know it is. It's just like, <laughs> hey, Mother Nature, can you, like, screw us twice? <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I don't even mean to be – and, and I hate being funny about this because 47 people died sure. in the second one. Sure, So, but I don't know if the rest of the league knows what the Bills went through, but I get it. And maybe that's what McDermott's response was. At one point, we're not a soap opera. Well, and we're not. We're and not. It yeah. wasn't. And it wasn't. These were real things. This reality was hitting Buffalo in the face. So what did they miss in the beginning of the year that you, they didn't fix, do you think? I'm stunned that Gabriel Davis failed to play to his potential as the number two receiver. I think that, that to me, was one of the biggest disappointments. Um, it didn't surprise me as much that the defensive line struggled once Von Miller went down um, because Von Miller just he, he commands that much of attention. It did, I think, I think Greg Russo's inability to play better, more consistently without Miller was, I think, an eye-opener because... Um, I think the Bills need to see that Greg Russo needs to develop a lot more because without Von Miller, he's not that guy. Um, the fact that they kept scrambling for to fill um, Crowder's position, it wasn't Isaiah. Then they bring in Brown. Then they bring in Beasley. Um, there was something shocking about that. And I did not like the offense. The offense showed regression in the sense that the one thing I noticed in the last game was it was a lot of five-step five step routes and turn and catch the ball. There was nothing – there were few passes that were being hit in, with a receiver in motion where he could actually escape um, defensive pressure. And I think that – I think that really hurt. That was really lacking in the offense over the last last little bit because I don't know what they were scared of. We needed to see a little bit more slants, something more across the middle. What they were afraid of, I don't know, but that has to be corrected um, because this offense functions faster when those receivers are in movement, catching the ball. And we saw that really um, from Cincinnati. And so those are things that, th- those are the things that really um, stood out for me. Yeah. Can you say that our play is not elevated in the snow? It's it was. It was it against. Was. It was against Miami in the first game. Uh, the first second game. game. The second game. Sorry. Sorry. The, sorry. The Monday night. Oh, I'm sorry. They played three close. times. Yeah. The Monday night game or the Thursday night game. Whatever. I fuck up. Saturday game. night game. <laughs> Saturday <laughs> night game. Yes. But that game was still close. It was close. But um, 
I thought the Bills played better in the snow because yeah. it started snowing. Them. They were t- it was it was very tiptoe running. Like it seemed like the Bengals were not affected, and we seemed to it did look very tiptoeish. We, we just looked like we're you know. Playing. It did. It, it looked like we were playing not where we should be playing. But I, I, I think that was part of the tentativeness. I think that was yeah. a lot of – and They were puckered up tight. You they could tell. They, and it was almost like you knew it was going to happen because of the first game. Let's be honest, John. You know, I, they I, keep it, playing that game. What, I mean – It's a blowout. I, I agree. I agree. From what the Bills showed and what the Bengals showed during those first 11 minutes or so – Yeah. Um, the Bengals were the better team, and you could see the exact same things happening, which is another reason that I thought that the Bengals were going to blow the Bills out. I predicted, I think, 35-20 on the Friday, so mm-hmm. I was kind of wrong, on the, a little bit wrong on, on the totals, but pretty right on the numbers. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that I thought that they're that... just a bit... Joe Burrow is so capable of getting the ball out quick. And, yeah. And, and, but this was... They also hit a team that was peaking at the right time. They kind of hit us last year. Yeah, basically. I mean, we'll see, but I mean, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna pick them Sunday. I mean, I don't know how they got. They had a lot of corkboard stuff to go on. I don't know what they have this this week. What they Burrow and that's what had. worries me. That's what that, see. That's what worries me because they might be a little bit overconfident. They they because might. they beat the Bills. Yeah, and I don't know if you can be overconfident going into Kansas City, and I don't know how. I don't know if it would. Here's my thing. I think it's going to be tough to beat Kansas City four times in a row. And the previous three times, they all trailed. The Bengals trailed in the fourth quarter. Yeah. The, the, yeah. So I wonder if overconfidence might be an issue. It won't be with Burrow. But I wouldn't rule out Mahomes. I think the better bet is to go with the Eagles, and the Eagles will win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, because Purdy is the San Francisco quarterback, and I think the Eagles' defense is just as good as San Francisco's, and I think their offense is better than San Francisco with Purdy there. What uh, what do you hear from your guys in Kansas City about uh, Mahomes' ankle? Well, it's a high ankle sprain, so, I mean, those things generally take three weeks. Um, he's played with one before, um, which makes it – the one thing I do like about the Bengals is their defensive coordinators for real. That guy knows how to scheme things, and as we saw, they beat the Bills with a three-man rush and threw – threw people into coverage, yeah. which is part of the reason why the Bills weren't getting any runs after the catch. But the Bills should have been prepared for that defense, and they weren't. So the safeties coach goes down today. He gets whacked. Somebody's got to go, I guess. I mean, that was a beat-up position. That wouldn't be the position. I, I would probably would have got rid of the linebackers coach maybe. I, well, and you he's reported, not going to get rid of Eric Washington yet. Yeah. I don't think the defensive so line that's coach. Well, my question yeah. is, is who's coming next? Because Leslie Frazier is no spring chicken. And you got to think they're not going to renew his contract. And you reported today that the contract is. He's, he's under contract through next season. Next at season. Least, at okay. Least. And they don't really give availability. They don't give details on assistance. Is that what it is? Generally, no. Generally, okay. no. Um, but. Rarely does an assistant, rarely does a coordinator go into the final year of his contract without it being renewed, extended for, oh, for another see. year. So, um, but I did have it confirmed that this is not, he's not in the final year of his contract, that he signed through at least, you know, next season. Do you got somebody in the, in the wings? Like, uh, that is a good question. Um, but I think, I think, 
I think McDermott does, and I think he's more than capable of finding somebody, especially when you come from Andy Reid's tree. There's always somebody that you're always looking out for. Um, but I, I don't – I think this group gets – you can't throw – you have to allow Dorsey one more season. And I think in that sense, because out of loyalty, I think you need to keep Frazier for one more season. I think so. It, it, I mean, then if something goes wrong next year, then who's on the hot seat? Well, see, and that's 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 the thing. his problem. Yes. The head coach's problem. Yes, that that that's right. That's right. But you can't. You know, I mean, I've already seen people that you know talking about you know McDermott should be on the hot seat right now. I mean, they, not quite yet. What what he, the fact that he led this team, and I was writing this back in December before Hamlin. After what this, like after the after the, the the Christmas storm, that what McDermott did in getting this team through all this stuff, he deserves Coach of the Year consideration. It, it, I, he should. I agree. Yeah, he should be considered. Yeah. Where was the process? The process the process was thro- was thrown out the window because they had to take shortcuts. And that so and, that's why you don't hear the process anymore. No, well, no, but I thought this was, year the process was thrown out the window. Yeah. The, and and. To McDermott's credit, and I wrote about this to start the season, his after 13 seconds, and little did McDermott realize how important this was, his motto became find a way. And really, I mean, the Bills found a way to survive. Um, and that really sums up what Hamlin did. You know, and so they yeah, found a way, point, they found a way to, to get through the season on their two feet. How many and, times did yeah. you just find yourself writing – like about the bills and not about football. A lot of th- that was okay. I the night Hamlin went down was January second. I had a day off January first. I January second was my day off. The next day off I got was January twentieth, twenty first, the day before, um, l- like this past Saturday. That was and that was a lot of it wasn't writing about football. So I mean, this was uh, sadly. I've become accustomed to this because I dealt with Kevin Everett sure. in 2007. And that was a months-long process that you just didn't know if he was ever going to make it in some ways. Right. Um, because he spent two months here in hospital and then went to Houston for another month. And then it was He's an artist now, right? Is that what he is? What's that? that? Is he's an artist now? I, I don't know I what I, I, I don't know what he's doing. He's doing I I don't think that's him. You might be confused with oh, Aaron Maven. Yes. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you know? Oh wow, my my good, my You're good. good. Wow, you were paying attention during the drought, John. I, I yes, I was. Yes, <laughs> yes. But no, he's in Port Arthur still, and I think doing motivational speaking. But um, I I never want to come. And and I went through Zednik. I was oh, yeah. I, I covered Zednik. I was at the Moarchuk game, and I was oh. at the game he came back. I was right, never game. My brother almost. Killed somebody when they were talking. Oh, they yeah. were they were making jokes. Yeah, they're making. He's like, are you? Oh yeah, it was it was. What was that? Hold on, we've got a break in yeah. the action. <laughs> that was probably the first time we've seen someone go down that bad on the field. You know, right? Live. Oh, oh, bang, bang. Right. You know? I mean, but and you never know. Which really gets us into segues into the whole stupid, idiotic, shameful. Hamlin baloney. Oh, God. And the conspiracy theory stuff that's out there, which is 
I, I, I shake my head. Maybe I'm, I'm an old man shaking my fist at the clouds going, what the heck is wrong with this freaking world? Right. There's no clone. <laughs> and it's not COVID. Right. It's, they want him there and they want him to have his privacy as well. Yeah, it was supposed to be I don't a motivational moment. Was, but you know what? That's not our place, the way I look at it. And I know we have the social media and all that jazz. Can't we just be fans? And can't they just be a football team? And can't we use every opportunity to make a political spin and spin it from our own, our own stupid POV because that's my brand? Mm-hmm. And I just want to, you know, it's just, it's shame. It, people are shameless. Some pe- some people are shameless. Yeah, yeah. We need, and, and we need I mean, I'm, I'm always in for a good a good joke, you right? Know, if you're gonna deliver it really nice, but these are just like this is like hacks, yeah, on the internet, just like throwing stuff out there, and you're just like, this is yeah. even even the the bangles, like, yeah, they might have made that little feud, but it's like also like now, was that your Super Bowl? Was that their Super Bowl? And here's the other thing, John. Do you see the Bengals showing their uh, their hand a little that they were a little pissed off? Well, they were pissed. I get why they were pissed off to a certain degree, and you use that bulletin board material. It wasn't so much against the Bills; it was more against the NFL. Yeah. Um, which really that I mean that was Joe Mixon's point from the beginning um, when he did his own backflip in the um, yeah. or coin flip in yeah, the, yeah because he's saying flip a coin see who wins or loses and that's what it was yeah and that's they got, and I agree and I I really think the NFL missed an opportunity to take a breath actually you know push the whole season back well that's what, just, I mean everybody kept saying you can't push the Super Bowl back. You're not pushing the Super Bowl back. You have this week before the freaking Pro Bowl. Right. Just, just ha- still have your Pro Bowl thing, and then play play the championship games that same weekend. And it's like whatever. But um, that that, uh, that would have been more fair to all three teams. Yes. Then have then and, and now the NFL is trying to make money <laughs> off of this whole neutral site championship thing. Yeah. And so is that what comes out of Hamlin? That the NFL goes to a neutral neutral site, you know, how, NFC AFC championship game in the media when you guys are all sitting around. How how is the league being perceived here? To be fair, they did as best as they could mm-hmm. through, but after two days of saying this is all about Hamlin, it stopped becoming about Hamlin in yeah. a very fast way. And I, and while the media was being knocked for questioning for being wrong for asking non-Hamlin stuff that night, well, the the NFL moved pretty quick away from Hamlin um, once it was convenient for them. I think people learn from this. I especially think ESPN learned that they, if something happens, they need to have better people on their halftime show. Yeah, because. Susie Colburn, and I'm not disrespecting her. And I did. I see, and I didn't get to watch much of that because I was busy writing at that point, oh, so I didn't yeah. have the TV. On. It was bad. It yeah. was. You could tell I that mean, they she fired was a in lot. Shock. Of, it seemed like they fired a lot of their good professionals. Yeah, at that they, moment, they got rid of a lot of their good professionals. But I'll tell you what, that Booger uh, McFarland, he was great. Probably the best. Mm. He was great. But like, don't you think like a, a station like ESPN? Could have somebody on same kind of like I think with the Bills. I don't. Is there ambassadors of the team that could ever 
be like a voice for them. Like in these moments where it's like, maybe we shouldn't shove players out into the media. That's a good maybe idea. Maybe we Mark. should have a guy that everybody knows and recognizes comes out and makes statement other than anybody on the team. But like at, what, at, at what point in this whole thing? I'm just wondering. I'm saying does Josh Allen, could, could he have walked away from those press conferences and been like, I don't think I should talk. Well, we, I mean, we did get, and at some point they're going to have to talk and they're going to have to address these things. And they did, they didn't talk Monday. They didn't talk Tuesday. They didn't talk Wednesday. It wasn't until late Thursday that they actually talked. Yeah. And even then it was limited. And then um, it was, it was still tough too. It, it was yeah, tough, but it was going to be bad. tough no matter what. Yeah, that's true. And at least it was better because the news Thursday morning was that he was, that, that Hamlin was gripping people's hands and able to take commands. So that was, so there was already good news. It wasn't, there was less uncertainty. And I believe by that point, he was already also off of oxygen. I, I, think, I, I yes, think he was. Yeah. I think what he's saying is maybe like a real likable guy. Yeah. That's, maybe that's actually take good. the shade. Like Eric Wood, I cannot believe how awesome that guy is on the radio. Right. Like he might be the greatest X and o, X's and O's guys we've had on the radio in a right. long time. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I, I think, I think we were, I, I think we were fine through that whole thing, and we people did need need to hear from the team. Okay, especially and yeah. and they were given. I mean, I, I'm I'm part of the media, and I would have loved to have heard something from them earlier. But I respectfully get the fact that we waited that long because of the severity of the thing, and I think they were given enough time to mourn because at some point we have to resume things and they've got a game to play and i it's didn't a business and right I, but let, uh, let, let's remember this i the media did not put them in position to have to play a game on sunday true that was the nfl yeah right no, so at some absolutely. point you know i mean that's the nfl putting them in a position to have to speak let's remember that mm-hmm and yeah. I, I, I still agree with Tim Graham, who was the first one to really push this, to say they shouldn't have played that Sunday. And I, I fully agree. I agree with um, him, too. Because, it, because and, and that's one of the fallouts, and all of a sudden the media is the bad guy because, you know, we need to talk to these guys. Well, we, need, we do need to talk to these guys. I had, uh, yeah, so that's, that's well, as far let, as I'm going to go there. Let's put a bow on this. Yeah. What, what do they need next year? Realistically, who's a target that they should look at? Are they looking at a receiver? Are they looking at a running back, lineman? They're going to have a tough time holding on to the people that they got. Um, Edmonds gone. Can't pay him, right? I don't Jordan's think Jordan's gone. Of Jordan well, Poyer is wife, gone. His wife wants. To go. Well, no, but I've known Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer has been. Uh, Jordan Poyer has known he's been gone since late September. Okay, they they told them they, they didn't they they told them and wink wink without without telling them they told them by not by not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he was well aware. He, he did his time and we resurrected his career. It's a great story. He got did he, he get also, cut he, from Green Bay? Did he get cut? No, he Cleveland Cleveland, Cleveland. Kind of, okay. after after he got hurt. Uh, yeah, was a spleen was it? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, great story and you know this is a business and I, I hate to say it. it's like the meat wagon and one in one out, but you're, you can't afford him. Yeah. You Not can't afford him, unfortunately. Right. And and he was a trooper this year, even at times when he wasn't a trooper. But in the end, he put the team first and. There were questions as to whether he was going to, without going into detail, but in the end, he did put the team first, and I, I, I fully respect what he did. Yeah, um, he in played putting injured. his body on the line. He really did. Yeah. Yes, being a free agent with Edmonds, like 
if we offer him something and he doesn't take it, like I, I, I would realize that too because you know we're going to offer him probably the the hey be a team player contract when he needs to make sixteen. There million, is that. You know what I mean? I mean, if they can get from get him from Milano money, which is what four years, forty four million. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Um, I would then, be surprised if he ended up where his old man played. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, you're, and, and you're right, Mark. It's like he's got to play. He's he's got to he's got to take care of his own. He's yeah. Got cash and in. I would um, say take yes. It. You can't get hurt in this league. That's and, and he's right. Coming off very healthy. Yes, and that's so. I think it's gonna be his choice because I, I don't think I, like you have to think how young he is. He's younger than players that are still coming up. I I I mean the the if you really want to do this, you want to know where who your you want to make sure that you know who your second receiver is, and if you have, excuse me, another, um, Beasley Brown move that you had in 2019, if you can find those guys, again for that price, cheap, yes. And then, if you can find those guys, or you know, then then I would I would go there because I do think the Bills, Brandon Bean's going to have to figure out: Are we an offensive-minded team or are we a defensive-minded team? He's kind of in the middle here, and at the, and and I think it's time to stop being in the middle, mm-hmm. and I think it's time to start addressing the offense and I agree let with the you. defense, even if they're going to give up twenty-five points a Let's game, score twenty-six exactly. Yeah, I and I think that and really, that's where Kansas City was for a while. And, and, and you also – and defenses do develop over the course of a season. That didn't happen this year because of all the injuries that they had to deal with. But defense, defenses with young players do develop over the course, course of a season and can get better. Um, so I think put a few more apples in the offensive basket and let the defense deal with itself. Is the Trey White goalie school going to close? I certainly hope not. <laughs> Is he gone? No, no, I, no, 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 they can't. They can't? No. Do you I, know what I see say about him when he came back? It's like me playing pickleball. Like, every year, you know, I take a look at the ball, and I'm like, I could run this one down. I could run this one down. And then and then just the next year, I'm looking at it, and I can't run that ball down John, anymore. Do, do people he's think in, that he checked out a little bit? No, he was hurt. Or he was still, I, still I hurt. really think that, take, that injury takes a while yeah. to get back. You think so? So he, you He's still think, looking at the ball year? saying, I can chase this ball down. And it, I, and it wasn't there. It I'm, wasn't. I'm not saying that he's going to be Trey White of 2019 when he got his Pro Bowl, uh, when, when he got his All Pro um, uh, honor. But what I saw from him towards the end of the season, that one play against Miami, the deep ball that he was beat on and actually ran down and chased the ball down and, and, and broke up the pass. Um, I thought that it was either Miami or New England. I can't remember. But I, I saw some of the old stuff. Mm-hmm. And. I know Trey White, and he is a perfectionist, and he's also – I don't want – he's – he he needs – he's like Dominic Hasek. He needs oh to boy. be – was that? Oh, boy. No, but he, he needs need, a lot of work. He needs to be at his best. He, he need, And he yeah. needs – but he needs to have that confidence too. Yeah. And I think um, he needs to find out that he went – he got through this – Go through this off season and he needs a training camp. He does. I I really think you put you put it in the offensive basket. And I think you just so let too. It ride. Kind of like what we're gonna talk. And, and you know what? We're one gonna, one more thing okay. on the Bills before we we, we go Bills them. Uh, <laughs> the dome. Oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> no, I got bad knees. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm upset that it's not in the city. 
and I'm upset that it's not covered. I love the fact it's not covered. <laughs> I hate it. Um, and I go to the games. Right. And I stand but, there the whole time. But I am disappointed in the lost opportunity that they had to put it in the city and the fact that this the ball never got rolling for this eight years ago. Uh, there was a better chance eight years ago if they started negotiations that this would have been in the city. But I think one of the people to, bring, uh, to, to, blame, to, to blame is... Um, What's his name? The guy. Um, the governor. Oh, okay. Cuomo. Cuomo. So you think it goes back that far? Oh, no, it goes it goes back that far. Yeah. yeah. It really does. Cuomo and was she's a kind of just, the governor now, Kathy Ogle, is just kind of like patchwork. Well, I got to do this. Something had to happen. Right. And the bills at that point were determined that they wanted things downtown or, or uh, out of town. Because the amount of time it would take for all the stuff to go through downtown, the four the, lanes, the infrastructure, oh. this and that, that and this. Is it easy always so better? It, so it's, is it's easy, easy better. Is better? No, well, right. But it would, but it, that stadium wouldn't be built till 2030, perhaps, based on maybe. <laughs> but it wouldn't and, be easy. And they didn't but like be better. But they also didn't like the displacement of some people, like, like, the first, like some first ward people. Oh like, yeah, no. That, we we talked. That, that we was talked, that yeah. was an issue. We talked to our friend over at Underground, and I, you know what, I get that. Yeah, there there are logistical issues, but if you're thinking traffic coming in, it's like there is nothing cool I have ever gone to I didn't wait, wait in traffic for. Well, if see, I'm not waiting in traffic, this is gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, point. you know. But but here's my one thing: they missed the site because they wanted the Perry projects when there was a site. Right across, like right behind the HSBC building, the one on, um, yeah, not, not not the big one, not not the old, but the, the the one that's still there, and it would have been right connected to the arena. I I like um, another one, the Buffalo Snooze. Yeah, they, well they, now that well you can't. The problem there was was there those was ramps a lot or, going the on. Ramp, yeah, but no, but they could have they actually could have fitted in, and the state study in 2014 showed a place that they they would have been able to fit it in um, diagonally. Yeah. And it would have still met everybody's wants and whatever. Um, and that's where the site should have been. I, But I blame the fact that the framework was there in 2014. The studies were actually done and rendered as to where they could put a stadium downtown. And nobody wanted to run the ball. And Cuomo was against it. And Cuomo, here's the one thing. If Cuomo does not resign... We may not be here. Really? Mm. Dropping bombs, John Worrell. Oh. There was a fear that Cuomo was going to take, was going to call the Bills bluff and say, try it. That's a tough wow. bluff. There's only 32 cities in, <coughs> in the world that That's, have it. And trust me. You got to pay up, right, John? Trust me. Yeah. If you and, and this was told to me right at the beginning of the whole stadium talks i mean well i'm it was larry quinn larry quinn told me if you want to be part and i know larry quinn's got future but, guest is he oh yeah we're trying to get a hold i really like the, the human pinata everybody says yeah he took <laughs> he takes a beating and he was always he's, trying to do good he's made some he's, he's made some wrong decisions but he, uh, but he he knows what's going on mm -hmm. um and when it came to this he told me right away i go larry what would you, what would you do i go i i tell people that if you want to be it the the nfl is an exclusive club 
this is where you have to pay the entry fee. Yep. Yeah. I either think you gonna... want either you want to be part of it or you don't. And yeah. that's that's what's we've that's... had a lot of I think it's gonna be a generational so. mistake that we don't put this downtown. Uh and you're and all that I'm looking at is the the county wanting to keep the sheriffs doing their thing, their money, all the stuff. I mean, I talked to a guy the other day, he makes twenty eight thousand dollars a day that the the bills are there. And yeah, I, don't I, think that the Bagulers weren't afraid of the unknown. They yeah. know the known. And they know the kind of money they can generate out of that. The unknown was how much they could generate out of something like this. Mm-hmm. And even though there was a higher reward, there was a risk to this thing that they settled on. And all bets were off after COVID. Right. That really changed the whole equation, too. Um, because let's remember the Pagula's companies tanked. Yeah. So money became a huge issue. Yeah, there wasn't drilling any wells anymore. Yeah. And, and so they had to go for the safe bet. All right, we're going to do an intermission, have a smoke, and we're going to talk about the Sabres. Perfect. All right, John, last time we were here, Ralph Kruger got fired. Yay. He was on a patio. Was the, has it been that long? He was on the patio that day. Was he really? Yeah, that was the day that we last sat up here. No. Yeah, yeah. So what a change of events we've had at downtown oh, Pagulaville, huh? my gosh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So future's bright. We said that day, you got to wear shades. Yeah. We got the shades on. Which is actually not a positive song. It's about <laughs> nuclear holocaust. I know it is. So, <laughs> yes. So. so let's talk Sabres. Obviously, everybody wants to know it's UPL's crease, correct? No. Really? I, I, I think he's still got to prove it. I'm still not convinced. Although, if the report is true that Levi wants to, doesn't want to sign with the Bills, uh, the Sabres, um, I think that's a huge loss, and I think this is another problem that Kevin Adams continues to create for himself in regards to goaltending. Um, he blew it on Linus Allmark. Um, at you the thought he should have signed him. Okay, no. Here's my thing. You're convinced he's going to sign in free agency before free agency starts, so I'm not trading him with the trade deadline. So oh, yeah. um, either you do that or you do that, Right, but you don't not trade him and then don't not sign him because all of a sudden he's he, he's getting a four year, four four year offer. I mean, you had to have had that locked in, be, well before May happened. Um, you had to have had that locked in on trade deadline day, pretty much, except for like the final I's and T's being dotted and crossed. Um, and I think that really put the Sabres back, uh, maybe that's two years ago. Because, yes, two years yeah. ago, because last year their development was stunted by poor goaltending. And this whole they, – they went through, what, six? Um, they had six goalies. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't have – what's his name? Um, who, backed, who was the backup on the Miller Day trade? Um, uh, uh, you know, play a game. What was Arthur his name? Cerberi? No, no, no. What was his name? The guy who... Oh, the... the Zach? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't I've remember. I've actually had a beer with him because he's still bragging about it. Right, I know. But I'm, I'm, su- <laughs> I but I'm surprised he didn't get signed like two years, like last last season um, because that's how desperate they were for goaltending. And I still don't think they have it right. I, I get why they brought back Craig Anderson because he is such... He brings that 
that last bit of culture they need in that locker room and the, the players do look up to him and he is a capable backup but you know to put your money on Comrie who I think they're down two nothing we've not seen what the goals look like but I'm not convinced if you want to take a step forward this year don't let goaltending be the thing that draws you back UPL I always thought should have had a chance to start the season um, exactly. and have him prove himself in the same way, why sign Comrie if you've got UPL? Um, at some point, you've got to crap or get off the pot. And I think they really needed to figure that out this year with UPL and not Mike Comrie bringing in, because now you've got a three-headed goalie monster that really isn't serving anybody. you got a $43 million cap room. Exactly. I don't understand. And we talked before about the bills and the – you know, Pagula's going south on their businesses, that had to affect it a little bit. I get it. You don't know who's going to come. But why not put your put all your chips in with him and Anderson? Get another guy. And if and if UPL does not work out, then 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 you go, go and make a quick trade or something. And, and that's what I wanted to talk to you today about. You got Portillo and Levi. Yeah. Right? Do they have good agents? Is this what this is? Well, I'm not sure where Levi is. I mean, Portillo seems to be gone. And so then they put all their money into the whole Levi basket, which actually puts, gives him a whole bunch of leverage. But <laughs> Tons of leverage, right? I, it's I, – I, I don't get it. I, I, don't I don't get it either. I, I, it, I, and it's, it seems to be, have been a blind spot ever since they, they, um, they drafted Ryan Miller. Um, they just can't find a, seem to find his replacement. Levi should be the guy. And if they lose Levi the way they lost Cal Peterson, well, then this is on Kevin Adams. Yeah. And, and it's not all uh, puppy dogs and ice cream. Sometimes when you're when you're a GM of a hockey team, right? And he's done a lot of good things and recognized and recognizing, but he's got a blind spot when it comes to goaltending, and it needs to be rectified now, not in July, and not in July the day after you the July the, the day after you lose Linus Allmark, and all you're left was it was, was the fat guy Arundel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I who when, came in so out of shape. I actually seen him at 40 Thieves one night. I'm like, there's no way that guy's an NHL goaltender. <laughs> right. I know a fireman that might be better than him in that and in better shape, and he's fat. But, but, <laughs> right. but, but what did Arendelle have to lose? He's already paid. Sure. He's started, like, he, like, what choices is the he still in San have? Jose? I don't is know. Is he bouncing around I somewhere out I, there? So, I, I remember him signing with somebody, but, like, God – but – the Sabers got played that summer. They well, got they did get Craig Anderson. Um, and, and God you know, bless him, but he's not. Do you know, people want to play here now? I, I well, because the money's going to be there. Yeah, um, the talent is there. I think, and part of the reason the Sabers do need some salary cap space, you have to keep in mind that they're going to be have to, having to pay some guys. Dylan Cousins is like sure. that contract is going to be a good one. Credit Kevin Adams for signing uh, Samuelson. 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 And, oh, well, and Samuelson. That was the deal. Of and Thompson. And, oh, and Tom. Yeah. No, that that's that's that that deal is paid off already. Um, so he's been smart with that. Um, the only fault I have with him right now is goaltending. Yeah, me too. And you look at it. 
you had to wave guys because you're playing this goalie car- carousel. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean Vinny Hestroza is still in your with with you. He he right. cleared, but you lost Fitz, who was a fr- that, right a huge a, fit, a Fitzgerald. We loved him <laughs> in, in South Buffalo. And, well, sure. And you got rid of him because you were loyal to Eric Comrie. Right. I don't. Right. What, I, and who was picking up Eric Eric Comrie you, at that? You point? think anybody? I mean, Jordan Binghamton. Binghamton is still playing in the NHL. No one's picking up Eric Comrie. That's exactly it. And I was glad that we didn't – there was rumors around uh, before UPL emerged of him coming in here. I'm glad they didn't do that, watching him the other night. Oh, Biddington, yeah. Oh, what a – I mean, hey, he got his cup, though. Right. Where do no, I right. sign? But goaltending is a difficult thing, and most teams that do succeed with goaltending are the ones that develop their guy. And we've seen that here with Ryan Miller, and I really think that – the Sabres have been lacking there. Um, they need Levi. They need Levi. Yeah. I, I, they got to bust it out, right? Well, there, there's only so many things that you can do because, I mean, How much can you're, you're he captive. Make? That's, that, that, that's it. He's, he's going to get the, the max. No, but so, now the question is, did some, the, the Sabres somehow piss him off by dragging their feet? Maybe dragging in the, UPL and he hears the footsteps. Where he thought he had an in here, Anderson Comrie, now all of a sudden, UPL, I mean, what did he play, 18 games this year? He's got 13 wins? Something like that? He's played better, but I, I, I think the Thir- Sabres 13, can't. 5, and 1. Well, that's, that, that's, a, that, that's a good record, but what's his goals against? Uh, 3.29. I was going to say. <laughs> but you know what? In a... In a and it's those six nothing, those six games. The games we're scoring six for goals, the, probably. It, the way we play, though, we don't. We need you to make those big saves every once in a while and keep it under four. He did that in the Miller game that night. The, he did. You no, know, he made that great save right at the end. Um, that went in, into overtime. Didn't yes, it? yes. And he made the great save off the uh, right at the end, which I thought was Miller-like. And then um, oh, they 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 won. So I, I I do credit him for that. Um, maybe maybe they do have an answer in UPL. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but he still has a lot to prove to me, especially in the second half of the season, because this is when the games get real. Who's um, on who, Who's on the block here? On the block, because in order to get something, John, a, yeah, lot, of, a lot of people don't right. understand in Buffalo. They're like, oh, trade uh, this and this. And get this, like uh, the defenseman from Arizona. That's not how it works, guys. You got to give something up. So who could they give up? Well, a first round pick, obviously. Right? They they've had enough. They've, Rights they've, and first round picks are those. They've big had chips. enough first round picks. Yeah. So and they've stockpiled that. They have that in the system. So a first round pick is on the table. Um, at the trade deadline, a first round pick is enough to get something. Um, I would think enough, so. enough to get something good. Then, you know, do you package Olofsson? Do you package – which who I think is a good player. I, I, I don't touch anybody on the forward end. I'm trading picks, and I'm trading Yoki Haru to rev up my defense. Because if I'm going with UPL and I'm going to go with I got to score four goals a game, I want to get better on the back. Right. 
And Yoki, how are you right now with the play of power and Darlene? I don't think he matters as much. I don't want to say that. I get that. You know what I mean? He's not the guy. Remember when we got him? Yes. That freewheeling guy that could work on the power play. We don't need him anymore. So if I put Portillo, let's say uh, a big-name city, because I think Portillo wants to go to a big-name city. Sure. Like they all do. That's yeah. why Peterson and then uh, who's the other guy? Uh, the winger, Vessi, yeah. who ended up coming back. Or what a stiff. He's still in the league getting paid. I can't believe it. <laughs> John just smiled. But it, I think Buffalo is a very smart fan base and knowledgeable when it comes to Sabres more than the Bills. And you yes. can sit here and you could talk about draft history with good, good hockey fans. And that's what I love about Buffalo Sabres. Right. This is this really still is a is a big hockey. I mean, oh, it gets overshadowed in, in in so many ways. But this is a very good hockey town, and fans do know stuff, um, except when it comes to um, the blind spot. Um, what's who's? Damn it! Oh, uh, pilot. Oh yeah. So who was the MVP of every season, even if he wasn't here? Um, <laughs> the guy so, didn't want to play for you. Well, That's the way I, I've right, but it's at. like this Lawrence. The, the difference between the Sabers not making the playoffs was Lawrence Pilot was sitting was was sitting in the press box. Awful. Sorry. So let's 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 so let's let's hold that back just just a little bit. Uh, there was a blind spot there, but no, I I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. Um, I do think Adams needs to make a trade before the deadline, and it's coming up March third. It's a Friday this year, um, and I to give some backing to this team, um, some reinforcement to this team. Absolutely. And I think back – I don't trade anybody but Gergensen. That's don't the only forward anybody. I would trade. I, and I think he's kicking ass this He year. is, but I need – But maybe it's, that's when the time he moves. John, because I'm not going to be able to stop – I, I got to like score four only, goals a game. He's the only one that like seems like he's really out there playing like it's a playoff sometimes. Like he's bang, he does because that's bang. all he can do is go hard in the corners, skating more. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, if Zemgus wants to, here's here's my thing though. If Zemgus wants to stay here for as long as he wants, then I keep him for as long as I want. Yeah. Because I think he's that guy. If he wants, it, it's it goes back to that what Kevin started preaching. I want guys who want to be here. And Zemga seems to be he a guy who want does to want here. to be here, yeah. and that's a guy you don't want to lose. Um, I, you know, Victor Olsson might, might I, I don't, look, and I see your point about defense. And Yoki Haru might be, uh, might be, I, might be somebody you you, you can part with. Yeah. Um, but I've always, I, and this was fantasy time, just my fantasy. Uh, well, not. But my sports fantasy. But I, I was fantasizing about what about what if Patrick Kane comes here uh, at the deadline. Well, that's you want what, it. No, no, I want right. it. No, 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 beginning no, of the no, year no, no. to sell tickets, John. No, no, no. Because okay, if they can get Patrick Kane in free agency this summer, because that's you know who knows why not why not why not why not go get him. But I think if the Sabers are in this position, why not get Patrick Kane right now? Um, I'm in. I just didn't know if it was possible. Is it I, possible? Or is it big city? I think Patrick wants to play here. I think Patrick I, I would be fine too. with playing here. I mean, we, we've heard some things, you know, in the neighborhood. At some We're point, from South Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, it, 
he's got a child. Grandpa's right there. Free babysitter. Right. I mean, I got a three-year-old, so I know how it just, is. Just so long as he's straightened things out, and I hope he has. I mean, oh, no, he's doing great. He's doing great. What everybody else would hear in all that time is not what we know as bartenders. Right. Oh, what a gentleman. Time. Like, he was the best. Like, he would come in, and he would make sure his sisters were getting home. Yeah. He would come in, and then, and then he would buy everybody a drink, tip them, and then his driver would take them if they wanted to go. Or, or I, I, and and I, I adore. I, I know her just slightly, but because she bartends at a certain spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I just, I, I, I adore her. She, she, she's just a, a great bartender, a really good person. So, yeah. No, uh, we, as a person, yeah. I want him. I want him here. I want him here as a person and a player. I'll tell a story. <laughs> we're playing a softball tournament, and we, we're not the best team, but we're. The best team that you want to hang out. You want to oh, sure. And right. if you got okay, a problem, yeah. and if yeah. you got a problem yeah. in that softball tournament, <laughs> we were the team that would help you out. So we're watching these guys hit it up the middle. Pat Kane, after he wins the cup, is pitching oh. in a slow pitch, drunken softball tournament. He's not drinking, right? And they're hitting up the box on him, purposely. Oh my God! So we're sitting there. And we go, you need 88, you need help. You know, uh, my good friend Paul Fitz, God rest his soul, he says, anybody hits it back up the middle again, we're going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> so the party was somewhere else, and we had a bar at the time. Right. He came to our bar, and he thanked us. We weren't, we weren't star fuckers. Sure. We still aren't. Right. Yeah. He's a neighborhood kid. But that's South Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. that's South Buffalo. <laughs> right, and, and that's Buffalo in, but in, he, in a big But he's way a too. gentleman, yeah. and I would love to see that there. Wouldn't it come full circle? His dad's a scalper <laughs> at the odd, and then he comes back here, and then, uh, boy, he'd make a lot of money then <laughs> if, he, if he went back into the business. But I think he would fit this team because I think, I think the culture. too, I, I think the culture is there now that he could – that they can incorporate him into this team where egos aren't an issue and he would be welcomed in. Wouldn't he be, have a, <coughs> a, a shot in the arm, a rejuvenation right. of and being let, a kid and again? And let me say, post-Eichel. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's sad to see what's going on down there. <laughs> Woody, John, we've never been Eichel guys, and we talked about the last podcast. How about finally a coach in the National Hockey League calls Jack Eichel out? Oh, is that what happened? I, I, I've been yeah, so... Last, last I, week, oh, because you were with the Bills, I've been so, yeah. Yeah, Bills-centric. He's not club. living up to expectations, he said. And well, there was, the there was talk last April that, that things were already going sour um, in Vegas. Um, I, I feel bad. And, and okay, I, I, I do feel bad for Jack because he's never had a chance to he's always had to be the guy and there's always been so much on him team USA when he was younger it's and and he's always had to be that person and when you grow it's different when you're McDavid and you're growing up um and and the expectations were there but I I just don't know if there was a lot of things that could rein in Jack Eichel or people who could rein in somebody aside from his father Dieter to to, to hold him back at some point. Um, and then when it comes to being a feeling of entitlement or a feeling that I am that person, 
he was given everything by the Sabres, which just furthered that there was um, that belief. There was nothing to hold him back by the, the Sabres never held him back. Did Josh um, Allen hurt him? In what way? Spotlight. Spotlight. Because it was it was it was the Jack show, and then well, and then Josh showed up. Well, that's not Josh's fault. No, no it's not no, Josh's no. fault at all. And that's but did where it hurt a young man's feelings. <laughs> I think it well, might have it, well, okay. If his feelings were hurt, then 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 his foundation was built on sand, because, <laughs> and I don't You're know. Right. I don't know because for you to be envious of somebody of another athlete in this town who's just as successful and has proven to be more successful, that's on you. Um, but I've always felt that that Jack was never given parameters, and uh, that is also on the people who allowed that to develop. I'll tell you another hockey story. <laughs> I'm coaching a midget team at Harbor Center. We're on the big rink. I didn't ask for it. I don't care what she does. Sure. We're running practice. Sabres are on the other rink. They're doing the ice. Now, back then, Housley and Jack, because Jack wanted the ice, when the ice was being done on one. Right, he wanted to be on the one. Yep. He wanted to go right to the other one, right. so you know that. Yeah. Well, we were already there, and we bought it. I mean, we know a guy, so it didn't cost us a lot of money. I would have went over to the little rink. Sure. Well, Sabres at the time, and I'm not going to say he was running at Harbor Center. No, 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 Jim. You guys stay here. We had a lot of well-respected uh, people that were parents on the team. So they didn't want to piss anyone off. We don't care where we are. Jack Eichel started snapping sticks, yelling at Phil Housley in front of my 18 midget players. And we watched that. Hey. And I still get texts from when he was traded and everything else. Can you believe he did that in public? That's tough. So th- – I wonder if there was more stories, and I think Housley was dealing with a lot with him. I think Housley should have stood up to him, and it might have made him a better player today. And, and that's what I'm saying. I think if there were guardrails put in, I think if more people stood up to Jack, Jack wouldn't have got the belief that everything that just he said things go. But um, – that's why I respect Josh a lot is because when you're around Josh, even in the locker room, now that we're back in the locker room, he brings people, he draws people to him. He, he makes you feel like you're the, mo- you're the most important person in the room and he does treat you knowing that all eyes are on him. Um, but I'm not saying that he, he acts, acts this way because he knows that people are going to judge him. He acts this way because it's the way he knows how to act. He brought um, up well. He was brought up well. Not saying Jack Michael wasn't. But there was also, but let's remember, Josh's trajectory started down here. Oh, yeah. Jack's trajectory started here. And it's, 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 it's fascinating to watch. It's, it's fascinating to, to, to have had both of them in this town and to see how different um, things are um, in some ways. But yeah, like when one, he came back, when he came back and he made that comment about it, 
being the loudest it's ever been. <laughs> right, like, right. But that, but I would like. Be, what, were I, you I, licking I, your chops at that comment? Like, were you I, like, oh, I'm gonna but go But I right, also so. get it. It's like because Jack doesn't feel he got the respect he deserved here. I, I'm like he, he as a fan, he definitely did. He did. They I bought two jerseys too soon. though. I brought. I bought two I, different jerseys because he changed his number. Yes, I know. That it. was deep. That was <laughs> yes. That was the, that should have been a sign. That you are yes. a fucking no, I, diva. I, I get that. I get that. But it's but it wasn't the 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 Sabers made him entitled too. No, the, it, they the, yes. The, the, there was there, there was nothing the, there was nothing yeah. pushing him back. No, and they didn't have a Lindy there to say, "Hey, kid, go sit the fuck down." Well, that's that's what needed to happen. That's more what they often needed. Than yeah. Not. Yeah. And I mean, I still remember where the the day I thought. I realized that Phil Housie was in over his head was in February of his first season when I asked Phil, um, how much did you underestimate culture being an issue here in, with the Sabres? What did he say? And he said, um, a lot. Oh. And I'm going to bring this fast forward to today where I'm watching Rick Tockett's interview after their debacle last night. Yeah. And he and a good friend of mine, Ian McIntyre, asked him, when you were doing your homework on this team, did did you expect something like this to happen? Or did you see did you see signs of this occurring? And I looked at Rick Tockett and Rick Tockett's answer made it seem like it didn't look like he did any homework on the Canucks and just thought he was going to show up. I'm going for TV. He was, he was, no, and he was going to show up I'm and like things were going to change. Yeah. And I think that's what Housley's problem was when he got to Buffalo. He did no homework on the Sabres. I'm getting texted. I'm Owen Power got hurt. We'll oh. see. Well, let's hold off on the Yoki Haru trade. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to Jimbo. Please. So, um... Let's talk about the arena, and then I want to talk about music. Yep. Um, the arena, all my season ticket holders say it's still it's, it's dirty. Yeah. It's out of date. There's no money to put in that thing. It's, it's no going to be like this for a while. There's no and if we win, who gives a shit, right, John? True that. True that. What, is the, what, what does the media need? Up there. Uh, oh, what does the media need? Up there. What do you guys need up okay, there? Yeah, okay, now... Okay, so I'm looking up for you guys too. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, that said, the fans need a lot more. The fans need a lot Thank more. Thank you. The media, the media, the big, the only issue, and I've made a joke about this ever since they moved us, was our so-called media room is a closet, is the size of a closet. It fits <laughs> essentially nine people, um, and a podium. And eight cameras, oh and if the Sabers ever make the playoffs, I don't know where they're holding press conferences. <laughs> so, and okay, sorry. Let, let me put it this way: when the Sabers Thank make you, the John. playoffs, yes. so there you go. But I don't know where they're holding press conferences because it is such a tiny place. That's the one thing. That's and and that is small potatoes in the bigger picture because I know – I, I could you, you see the challenges at the arena, yeah. but there is no money to put in that. That is a, The Sabres are a money-losing operation under owners who lost money, um, you know, through COVID. Um, they do make money on the, on, on the NFL end, but this is a, a hockey business, and that hockey business yeah. loses money. But I would say this, is that there are more people willing to go to a Sabres game if it wasn't 
So it's still has never gone down in a price. They've never offered a well. They can't when the puck. They can't. They can't. Of COVID. They can, well, because, I'm just saying, put people in this. Like, if you gave me a ticket, I'm going to spend a hundred dollars. Right. I can't. You know I, I mean? But the NHL tickets, the Sabers actually get money back from the NHL so long as they keep their ticket prices over a certain level. So it's, it's an old man's league. But I mean, is that is it, that? I, I think the, I think the the NHL is short sighted on on how it. Yeah, how its policy operates. Yep. Like if you look at the PGA, the PGA, their ticket sales are the, the right. prices. The prices are okay, and then they get higher. But on every single one, it says you can bring four people under the age of eighteen because they want to grow the game. Right. You know. So, so that, they're trying to grow. Like, well, it's too bad that the Bills didn't play in Atlanta this weekend because you could have paid two bucks for a hot dog and two bucks for a beer. Is that what it is there? Something like that. And then. I can't believe my if biggest you, thing. Now, with the now if you did that with the tickets and you said the tickets are always going to be this expensive and I'm going to give you the deal inside. I don't. Yeah, right. No, I, I get that. Yeah, give me that. I, 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 I swear to God, I, I go to an occasional sporting event maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. I, and I don't know how fans can afford it. I it's really, crazy, John. I, I'm broke. I, <laughs> I, 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 could, I could not be a fan. One of these days I want to bring you and Larry Quinn in here. And break it down how you could break it down. Right. I And here's my craziest thing with, uh, besides the train. <laughs> Why do I got to buy a beer that's fucking big? Yes, I know. And it, it's like, by the time it's like, it's warm. It's like, I don't want to well, buy no. another beer. No, I mean, I'm from Sao Paulo. I don't I'm going to chug it. Well, right. No, well, no. And but, now I'm, I'm. But you chug it and it's like, like. We yeah. can go and find a place to watch the game and enjoy ourselves i'd love to be there cheering them on i just can't do it like I mean, you're, you're you're i don't know how you're forcing me out you know i mean i'm going against carolina we'll meet you at the swanee after right yeah that sounds good right yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and um but imagine if i wasn't getting these tickets like on the arm sure. no I, no i know and i and i'm busting my ass yeah and the cost of living is up now i think the sabers got to come down a little bit uh, and I think their in-game experience needs to be better. You need to bring some legends back a lot more. People like legends with the Sabres. It's not like the Bills. The Miller Knight was really classy. Uh, very nice. It was classy, but that's the best you can do. I have that down here. I wasn't going to bring it up. That's the best you can do. I'm not even going to bring up any names, and I could, and I will after when we watch the third. <laughs> but um, how don't you get Danny Breer in that building? I understand, Drury. Uh, I, oh, I don't know. He's not I, doing I, anything but watching I his think, kids. I think they wanted. I think they wanted him. I, I don't know, but that's because I, I, I really didn't get into that. But I, I don't, I don't know, and it's that was yeah. a shame. And, and it goes back to good Saber fans bring back to Perot. Perot never showed up because they wouldn't pay him. Yeah. I hope that's not the case. Because I don't think it was because he, I know the Sabres paid. He might have been busy. Yeah, maybe. I, I I met the kid that plays for Mercyhurst. He did last year. Yep, great kid. Yep, he he he'll bounce around the league. You'll see you'll see him in the AHL soon. As a media guy and having such a young team, like are sometimes you're not are, are these guys well spoken youngsters? I've only and and. Gosh darn it, I really wanted to be in this lock. I can't wait for the second half of the season where I can spend more time in the locker room 
because I've had to squeeze out. I managed to cover the first two games, and I think I've only covered three more after that. And I had to squeeze in a Tage Thompson's six-point night yeah. story. Um, but this it's a fun locker room to be in. Um, I think one of the most underrated interviews in that locker room is Matthias Samuelson. Oh, he's um, a good guy. He's exceptionally funny. He's self-deprecating. Um, there's a lot of... <laughs> This is, and you're not, the best thing is you're not walking on eggshells in that locker room waiting for Jack Eichel or Sam Reinhart to say something bad at you. Um, This is a locker room that you've been able to see grow and emerge organically on its own because they've they've been allowed to. There's nobody standing in their way. Um, And... Like you have a captain who's who's finally earning his money. Like Oposo is, and Oposo's make- always been captain material, and he was the one who tried to guide. He was the only one who would actually say, provide constructive criticism in quotes in regards to Jack Eichel, but Jack never. But he was allowed to do that. But um, and I quoted him, and there were times where you thought maybe he's he's crossing the line, but Jack never stop being his friend but there was just it was it was mean girls that locker room was mean girls yeah yeah well john we had an idea here and, and, we, I, don't, and I don't mean that by being sexist I'm no, no no i no, know no 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 but no. i i am refer- i'm there's a burn the movie they were they were no, hating on people I, and, i'm refer- there, it was yeah. clickish and i'm referring i i, I am referring to the book uh, the movie and but um, we all get it right yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. no but i I, I'm not even going there either, yeah. but it's just I just wanted to look from at a media it. standpoint. Yes. No, we get it. No, because I was I was I always wonder because uh, Jim and I here reach out. You know, I write. Uh, you wouldn't believe the amount of emails I send out to have people on the show. Right, and we get nothing, but I still send them, and I have no bad feelings when nobody gets back to me. But I'm always thinking about these young players, and I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, I'll shoot, throw them bone. I know that they probably have media restrictions, whatever. Bandits, sabers. I'm like, why wouldn't they want to get a shot, having a microphone, and giving an interview? And, right. Yeah, and we're just respectful. Being, so yeah. I do. I send it out to all of them all the time, and you know, if we get nothing back, so that's why I always we, want to we know. We have Samuelson on in the off season. Yeah, like I was got in there. I Matthias is a fun guy. Get him to talk about his dad. And oh yeah, Shell Samuelson. I, and um, give him to talk about his uncle. And I hate Cam Neely. <laughs> I grew up with the odd. I fucking hate that's Cam his Neely. uncle. Alf. Well, no, Alf is his dad. Oh, oh Shell. I Shell. thought Shell's his dad. No, Shell. Sorry, Shell's, Shell's his dad. Is, I believe Oh, 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 his oh, uncle. I th- oh, right. Gotcha. Sorry, I thought you meant Cam Neely was his uncle. Oh, fuck Cam Neely. <laughs> I'm an old Adams vision boy. I don't <laughs> like Ron Francis. I don't like Cam Neely. I don't like Glenn Wesley. Ray Bork, overrated. Brad May fucking walked him. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, you know who I do have uh, re- respect for is Stefan Richet. Biggest okay. saber killer of all time. Yes, yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. The, there are some guys that you have to have respect that are so good at the game and get under the skin, and I love seeing that. So here's the idea that we had. La- la- last thing about Matias, I love the fact the first time I talked to him, I've never talked to this guy because of COVID. First time I go up to him, we're just chatting. I'm introducing myself. We're talking about his dad. 
And then I go, hey, congrats on the contract. And the first thing that comes out of his mouth was, I'm probably the first guy in the history of the NHL who's got a seven-year contract before scoring his first NHL goal. <laughs> and he's saying it just self, self, like as a joke. And it's like, and then he and went on that true. run. He went on that run, and I mean, this guy plays the last five minutes of sometimes. Right, like, exactly. He's in that run, so I'm very happy for him. But what a great line! It's like, but he, but yeah. he, there's a self awareness there. Like, I can't wait till he gets one. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he, he's, I think he scored. Tonight? He scored, no, he scored an empty netter like earlier. It's two in Buffalo, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's finish up here. Yep. Here's the idea that I have. Oh, right. We've yeah. been through a lot yep. in Buffalo. Yep. And my idea is let's have an – we'll go one day. One day festival, two days if you want to stretch it. A for, forget it all. Forget last year. And let's have a big party – in late spring, early summer, and let's forget it all right at the Ralph. Who you booking? I'm going around the table. Ooh, I haven't even thought about it. All right, so. Um, first. The problem is there's so many dead acts around that, that you just can't bring in anymore. No, I think we can. Well, and, no, but I have an idea. Yeah. Okay. Because I got all a right. heads up on this. All right, yeah, okay. So okay. I actually gave it some thought. Okay, right. good. I, I texted you earlier yes, today. Yes, you did. Okay, so, so what do you got for me? Okay. It's got a Buffalo connection, okay, but it's got a Canadian content connection, which is really weird. But the have you ever heard of a band called the Bina Birds? Yeah, yes, right. yes, yeah. And who was in that band? Wait a minute, uh, Rick James and uh, Neil, Neil Young. Young. Yes, yeah. So, oh. so there's our Buffalo connection with Rick James, and we we pair Neil Young. With the tragically hip, who are alive, Ooh. and have him front the tragically hip, and they can play either they can play the hits and some they covers, play, they, and the minor birds, and Wanda from Tata Wanda, um, from his uh, wasn't uh, Joni Mitchell in the minor birds? I don't think she was. I think she was that? just a hang around or that she was, I think she was a hang around. Yeah. Okay, but let's like like let's slow it like. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> If well, you want to bring, girl, if man. you want to bring Joni Mitchell, it's like okay, let's do this. <laughs> but, um, but, but this is the that Winnipeg connection that I talked I, about. I had hip and friends too. And so I've got yes, but I've got, and really, I mean Neil Young is just from up the road in Peterborough, mm-hmm. um, and so. It, and the hip always were huge here in Buffalo. Summer family, our yeah, summer that's family. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So why not reunite Ooh. them? Here in Orchard Park with Neil Young fronting them and also paying homage to Rick James. Rick James. Rick James. And then I'll go even further. I'll build off that license to talk alumni, Leroy. Caldwell Johnson. That's his brother. He lives That's in his Buffalo. brother oh. who's yeah. an artist. So then we'll get some art going outside. And then we'll bring in a little uh, doo-wop group that he has. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna this is gonna be a big night. That's exactly All what right? I'm saying. But that's yeah. a headliner. That is the headliner. That's the headliner. Yeah, that I mean, it's the yeah. headliner. All right. Oh right. Yeah. I mean, top deal. Yeah. Young and, and tragically. <laughs> okay. We're gonna need. We're gonna need. Uh, not rap, but some hip hop. I mean, well, we got Benny. Benny the Butcher. Benny the Butcher's from Buffalo. Okay. Right. He's one of the uh, top rappers. Yep. Conway, okay. the Machine. And then I'm gonna go with. Uh, a band that is really getting big, Goose. 
Okay, they, they've been with Fish right now. And they released a live album from the Town Ballroom. Oh. So mm. they know. Oh, we're, yeah. Um, you could go Fish. You could go Dead. Cause they're gonna, well, they're, they're done. This is it. Yeah, no, whatever. That's it. It, John might not be done with it. And then uh, it's almost like the Move On concert. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like we have a new future with the hip. The remaining, remaining members of the hip by throwing in the past with Neil Young. It oh, just, I like it. It's just. It's, it, it, you get the Arkells. You know who else I had down? And I know it'll never happen, but Taylor Swift. Wow. So now I'm getting but everybody. But what is the connection here to Buffalo? That's cash. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, there you go. Okay, yeah. But I just hope she's I want to see her live. I, I do too, but I hope she doesn't play anything off Midnight's because I was disappointed with that album. I know somebody that's seen um, her in Toronto and Brian Adams came on and they did Summer of 69. Oh, really? And it was my buddy who was there on a date. He's like, dude, I had the greatest night of my life after that fucking song played. Because <laughs> of everything that, 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 I mean, it was, everybody was in there, in there, and I know people don't like this word. Everyone was moist. <laughs> <laughs> Puddles. Puddles. Well, because, oh, because I was boy. worried you said Ryan Adams, and after what he did with her 1989 album, so I was like, I'm going, I had to wait to hear, rehear B as in Brian. So. I mean, people, people, Listen to her music different after he did that. Um, and, and, and actually, to, to, well, Ryan's got his problems. Um, but to Ryan Adams' credit, that was an homage to her and not trying to steal her. And the fact that he did it so quickly. Actually, I still like 1989 better, but his take on it does make you listen to her, her version it does, of it. It does, doesn't it? It does, and you're going... Yeah, I like this better, but I get, but but I think the lyrics come out with Ryan's, yeah, version. But you, but then you listen to the lyrics and you're going, ah, wow, that's really cool stuff. There was another. Like, uh, I, I do like Olivia Rodrigo. She's been mixing the. Uh, I didn't. Uh, they're mixing I, like the grunge. I have her. You know I, what I'm saying? I have the single, um, but I need to listen to her more because some of it sounds, t- some of it sounds a little bit too. Uh, crafted like what's his name that guy Pluth no Killer Joe something Jim Kelly or oh, Machine Gun Kelly they, that yeah like I mean they're you, writing perfect you want, pop you want to listen to Machine you really want to like Machine Gun Kelly right and then you listen to it and you're going Ugh. the other like ones that people ki- you play guitar and stuff but I do believe that she got the Taylor Swift did get fucked on Lover that that album, uh, that album was was very poppy. It had all the hits. And Look she at us, Marky, talking about Taylor Swift. My, when I listened to Reputation, that's when I knew she was a great artist. Okay. I think that her that is her most adventurous it's, and best. That song, Delicate, it's might be my favorite song. Be a Taylor Swift fan. No. No, Don't okay. be embarrassed. Admit it. You gotta admit it. People looked down. I was like, oh, like my. I was with my buddies drinking. Um, well, yeah. Uh, were you well, dancing? Uh, were you yeah, dancing no. at uh, Swanee? No, 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 no. This I, was. <laughs> we had our um, our college like eight of us guys go for a college reunion in Canada, someplace every you know once a year. And I was, and these are all like they're my age, and their music like everybody thinks I'm a music snob. I am in some ways, but I can listen to what. I, I, sure, I don't and, think you right, are when you right, said Taylor Swift. Right, and but. 
I said Taylor Swift, and these guys are go, like, they know I like music, and it's like, oh, Johnny, what are you talking about? It's like, I go, well, go listen to your Genesis crap from yeah. like 1977, yeah, yeah. and 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 dance get the it. night away. You got to get in there now. That's ex- yeah. that's exactly. I mean, the other ones that came up was uh, Chili Peppers, Jane's, Foo Fighters, Black Keys, and this is uh, Paulie from the West Side says Beck. Well, said Beck crushes. Yeah, he does do a great so, job. So wouldn't be something. And Beck, obviously, well, Beck, here's the, here's the thing about Beck. Remember, he used to do that uh, in studio, uh, and he'd bring all the artists in, and uh, he'd recreate albums. He'd be a great guy to go in with the hip there. You know, I'll tell you what, you you're onto something with that hip. And um, well, third period starting, boys. Okay. I think uh, John Warrow, he's already got his license to talk. He does God's <laughs> work. With the Bills and the Sabres, uh, check out his work. Uh, John Warrow on Twitter, he does a great job. Johnny, thanks for coming by. Uh, you're always a good friend and always will be. So glad you brought me, you got me on again.